This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey everyone and welcome to the latest edition of the Always Wolves podcast. Um, We're recording this uh, live. Thanks ever so much to Jason Guy uh, for uh, letting us use uh, the venue today. Much appreciated and I'm also joined by uh, Paul Mansell and Manny Kang. How are you doing guys? Doing well Dave. Yeah. Yeah, good. good. Yeah, good to be back and doing it in person. It is. I do like doing it in person because I love the social side of it as well, and the, the cup of tea is cracking as well. I've got to say, I do my best. We've got so much to talk about tonight. Obviously, there's a lot of talk <coughs> on socials about Bruno, about the players' mentality, about you know lots and lots of things. So we're going to get stuck in. We're going to talk about the transfer business. We're going to be talking about performances. We're going to be talking, of course, about Bruno. We're going to give you new our predictions. We've got lots to get stuck into. But as we haven't got together since the the transfer window started, I thought we'd kick off, uh, Paul, with uh, what our thoughts are on the transfer business that Wolves eventually did. And if you can give it a rating as well out of 10 from yourself. Well, the last time we were sat here, I think I used the word laughable for our transfer business. Because up to that point, you know, was it start of August? We'd pretty much signed nobody and we've had quite a few outgoings um, and it was really worrying about the complete lack of any activity aside from Collins they got that business done quite early but I think the tra- transfer business generally in terms of incomings was pretty good we've been crying out for a real top class box-to-box midfielder and they went out and delivered uh, Pep Guardiola thinks he's one of the best midfielders in the world you talk about Nunes Nunes yeah. of course yeah so that signing has been long overdue, and I'm glad they've addressed that. We also wanted them to sign a top-class centre-half who was mobile, who was strong, who was good on the ball. And I think from what we've seen of Collins, I have to say he looks like a good signing as well. Kung Fu kicks accepted. Kung Fu, <laughs> yeah. Kung Fu Collins. Yeah, we also wanted a dynamic kind of defensive midfielder as well. Um, we haven't really had one of those probably since Alfred and Dye in the championship season and from what we've seen fleetingly from Boubacar Traore and from how highly rated he is, you'd have to say that that looks like a decent acquisition as well. 
Probably where they've struggled is in the forward line, though. Guedes, on paper, looks like a good signing. Yeah. He averages a goal every three games for Portugal. He has done for Valencia. How many games has he played for us now? And he's had is it six starts. There was one game he didn't start, he's wasn't it? Score a hat trick the next game then. Yeah. Um, he's going to have to. I think I've seen flashes of positive things from him, particularly <clears throat> Spurs away. I thought he was very strong yeah. in that match, and I think uh, good things will come from him. But um, we'll come on to this later in the podcast. The attacking side of the squad has not properly been addressed, I don't think. Well, I'm going to come back for you for everyone's writing at the end. Manny, picking up on that, your thoughts? Yeah, you know what? I'm happy with the incoming. Six players in, and all of them were fairly highly rated. Even Kalajic, I know he got injured, but he had a good record. He did have a good season. There was a concern on his injury record, and 30 minutes later, he goes down. So, you know, and then the Costa thing... But I think, Jason, you said the other day, you know, Costa, we've got to really rein in our expectations. It could yeah. be a masterstroke likelihood. He'll probably give us 45, 50 minutes, 60 minutes in a game. And then he'll probably need to replace him because, you know, you, that fitness in the Premier League, the, the players are so fast, so strong. He's been out of there. So it's going to take a lot of effort just to get the fitness up to that level. So I'm not too... Apart from the injury to Kalajic, I think the transfer window has been really good. But my worry is we've lost a big bulk of our side very quickly. So when things go wrong, you know, those players that you had previously uh, that were around the club aren't there. Uh, obviously, Conor Cody's one of them. You've got Woody Bolly, you've got Ruddy, you've got Marcel, you've got Sice, you got There's a lot of players that were in the squad for a number of years and now suddenly they're not there. So we we have sort All of made in their own way yeah we've well. made we've made a lot of changes very quickly and we've lost a lot of experienced players and replaced them with you know Collins <clears> he's twenty one he doesn't look twenty one I want to check his passport he he look twenty one I always think he looks like a young Billy Wright <laughs> yeah well if he's you know ten percent of Billy Wright he'll be a great player but I'd be happy if he played like Jermaine Wright <laughs> <laughs> brilliant no so you know the transfer window I think eventually eventually. Um, Unfortunately, five or six games into the season, you know, before we've really seen a team come together and we're still struggling to get results. So, yes, we've got the players in, but we got them in a little bit too late, especially in those key positions. And that's that was the that was the thing. Our start was so, you know, we couldn't ask for a better start, let's be honest. If we had to handpick our start, that's the start we'd pick. And we pretty much wasted some of the opportunities, some down to, you know, poor recruitment or late recruitment, sorry, and the, and the others just our inability to score goals. Um, uh, so overall, the, the actual transfer, they know they've got till the end of August, so they delivered by the end of August a, a decent set of players, but I'm just worried about... A lot of it was very late happening. Yeah, very late. Jason, your thoughts? Well, last time we met at Molyneux, um, we signed Nathan Collins and I was still predicting us to finish 8th, ninth. Now we've signed £100 million worth of talent and we're sitting here 17th. So what do I know? Um, realistically, I think Collins was a great signing in terms of uh, not only is he a good defender, he's a ball-playing defender as well. Um, in terms of he brings more to the game than just a head it and kick it defender. Nunes and Guedes, I don't want to... Spend too long on them two established Portuguese internationals and I think they're going to bring so much to the squad. Once again, all this 
all these players have got to gel together. Uh, Diego Costa, excited, yes. Is he the player of Chelsea three, four years ago? No, he isn't. Um, we have got to be careful. He's even said in his interview, don't expect too much. And I think, yes, he's going to have expectation heavily weighed on him. We've got to be careful that, you know, we don't get carried away. Um, is he going to play 90 minutes every game? No. I'd imagine there's going to be bit part spells to start with at least 15 minutes, bench, 20 minutes, yeah. 30 minutes, and then obviously he's going to build up. Traore, I don't know too much about Traore, I'll be completely honest. Um, but once again, the, the reviews on, on Babacar Traore have been fantastic. The one I'm disappointed in is, is Kalaidic. Not in him as a player, in the fact that his injury record was very, very poor mm. and he gets injured after 30 odd I think minutes. it's something that we probably should look at during the podcast. Is that as well added to the thing is a little bit on the, yeah, the medical record because, yeah. you know, the last couple of years we've had so many injuries, ACLs. I mean, when the first couple of years under Nuno, we hardly had any injuries. So something must have changed. The one of the things that, like, from my point of view on the transfer side of things is the incomings, I thought, they you can't because there was a lot of the last podcast where we, the the focus was very much on Scott Sellers and yeah. Jeff Shee and yeah. Bruno was kind of getting away with it in terms of the fact that they hadn't backed him. Now the focus has very heavily moved on to uh, Bruno Large. But one of the other things is if you'd have said to me at the end of last season that Troyori would still be in the building and we'd still have Neves as well that hasn't yeah. gone out. Thank goodness yeah. Neves hasn't gone out. And obviously he's uh, currently the, uh, the the club captain. So uh, number one centre half and, and yes, playing <laughs> playing central defence and midfield simultaneously at the same. We'll come on to that one. So that's what I mentioned. The, I mean, and this is why you can, and we're going to come on to it onto the performances and stuff, and then obviously talking about our thoughts on Bruno Large. But the focus and the spotlight is really bright and getting ever so brighter on <clears> on, uh, on on Bruno Large. Paul, what would you give your rating on the year uh, on the uh, the transfer window as a whole? It's a tough one because you've got to take a lot of factors into account. Um, you guys have mentioned about the the lateness of some of the signings, so is that a factor? Um, are we including outgoings in that as well? Um, I think a lot of weak areas have been addressed, yeah, uh, which I feel positive about. There's one or two areas where I still think we could improve. So I think on the whole, I'll probably call it a seven. A solid seven. Yeah. And yourself, Manny? Yeah, you know what? I'd probably, I'd probably go a little bit more. I'd, I'd give it an eight out of ten because I don't think any any of us actually expected Fosun to go and spend hundred and ten million quid. Mm. We pretty much mm. thought we had to sell Neves, and then that's the money that's we would have got to it. then buy three or four players after selling one. So the way they've done their business, they have bought money in, but they've actually gone net spend, and I didn't expect that. And this look at the money they got for Gibbs White. Yeah, as well. they did. They did. Oh, man, that looks tremendous yeah, money right now, doesn't yeah. it? Um, with the way Forrest got off. Good being Well, it isn't, yeah, that was a good deal. So you know, in that respect, you've got to say, have we overpaid for any players right here, right now? I don't think we have. No. You know, a centre half for twenty million—that's pretty decent yeah. business. Nunes, everybody wanted him. We got him for 40 plus five add-ons. That's pretty much what we've got for um, Gibbs White. Right, yeah. And then got one yeah. player that's like established in Europe. So actually, you, you've got to say, in the end, um, she and Sellers did deliver, didn't they? They, yeah. they got us 
The only good one thing they didn't of... get was that backup centre back, which is yeah. Tough. I think that was the injury. You know, bo- the Bolly thing happened really sort of late in the day. A and year left on, on his the contract. Bench. Was and, it three million? Yeah, and like that. and it sort of they just didn't get it. They were after Craig Dawson, who was an experienced player, thirty odd years old, much loved at West Ham, a bit like their Connor Cody. He yeah. was so he probably would have been the ideal type of the player to bring in. And so, that got scuppered later. Yeah, so that those are the. You know, but I, I think I'm just impressed by the amount of money they spent, and now they will more than anything. That, I mean, the owner's going to be sitting there. Then I've signed all these checks, now, languishing in now deliver. Yeah, yeah, you've got to deliver. I've them. given you all your gifts, Bruno. Yeah. Now deliver, yeah. Jason. So we got seven or eight. What about yourself? Well, I'll go one step further. And I think it's the best window since we signed Kevin Keane, David Kelly and Jeff Thomas. <laughs> and and do you know what? I do mean that. We spent mm-hmm. over £100 million. Forget the, the, the financial outlay. You look at the quality of what we brought in in just Collins, Nunes and Guedes alone. Mm-hmm. Um, Costa, once again, the jury's out. And arguably Costa, whichever way you look at it, is a panic signing. Right. Oh, well, it is. Yeah. It is. Uh, and if we people were saying about Andy Carroll, shouldn't have signed Andy Carroll. Please. You know, we don't want Andy Carroll, whatever. But... Although they're slightly different players, they're both in your face, elbows, spit, snot, and but but we're looking at Costa. We're thinking about it in three or four years ago. I have heard there's a lot of shirts being sold yeah. with Diego oh, yeah? Costa. Well, there you go, it. and it's ten letters because he's insisting on having both oh, both yeah. names. Both names. <laughs> uh, and you know, with Carroll, if we'd assigned if we'd assigned Carroll, we'd have been expecting the the Liverpool Andy Carroll, yeah. right? So yes, it is a bit of a panic signing. I will go for a nine out of ten because I think there's some real quality that's mm. come in the squad. They've addressed the key areas apart from the centre-half position. So we can't complain at that window. Yep. We will complain at that window, but we can't. No. Um, but you're quite right. The spotlight's on Bruno because it's on the board, then the board deliver, then it's on the manager. So if the manager doesn't deliver, it's curtains. curtains. Literally. Well, I'm going to go with an 8.5. Um, basically, because they, they didn't get that extra defender in for one. And obviously, the other reason why I couldn't give it a full mark is because a lot of the players came in quite late. But I think in terms of like when we went into the window, like, like what you've referred to, we didn't expect them to invest. They have gone and they've backed, which is one of the things that Bruno was saying. He wants his own players. And let's face it, with the outgoings, this is now Bruno's squad. He's made the decisions about Connor going and all the rest of them and building his squad, which is why... You know, people are getting frustrated and the spotlight's well and truly on it. But overall, yeah, Fosun, Jeff, you know, you can't complain at the end of the day. You did deliver. But we're going to move on now to um, to performances, which is basically up until this Can point. I sit this bit out there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you, you know. I'll go to Manny first. Performances. <laughs> How are you feeling about the yeah. performances so far? Not necessarily the result, but the, let's, we're obviously going to focus uh, you know, on that. You know, in moments of games, uh, go back to the first game, Leeds, we scored early. Yep. And then we made an absolute clangor between defender and goalkeeper, let them back into it. But the second half, we came out actually playing some yeah. amazing football. Yeah. We totally we the game. dominated that game. We, for about 20 minutes, we looked so strong. Uh, Morgan Gibbs-White no is not, no longer it. Actually, he did have a really good game that day. And Pedence and ne- what was missing? Goals. We could not score that second goal. Couldn't score that second goal. You know, the and problem then the first attack they asked. Yeah, and the only... So that actually gave us a bit of hope. And thought, mm, okay. And then, you know, we went to Fulham. And for me, it was like, 
I just don't understand the formation. So the performances have been there, but some of the performances are about individuals. It's been about Neves having a great game, or Nunes having a great game, or Johnny was really good in this game, or Collins had a great... It's never been, oh, wow, our team were really good today. Yeah. So that's my worrying thing. The performances yeah. are us um, clapping individuals rather than the whole team, because unless they produce a goal at the end of it, Pretty much doesn't mean anything. Well, we're definitely going to come on to the uh, oh, to the lack of man. goals. Um, I've got some is, stats for you. Oh, can't wait. I've got stats. These, these are going to be interesting. Paul, <laughs> your thoughts on the performances up to this point? I think on, a, on another day, another year, those performances probably would have yielded more points than what we've got. Yeah. I've seen some bright things, particularly I thought the performance at Spurs. Yeah, that was a... They've won all of their home yeah, matches. Yeah, the first half, we were completely yeah, dominant. I think we went we and had... score again? No, we had 17 goal attempts, I think. Mm. And Manny said, rightly, that we played quite well at Leeds. I thought as well we went for Leeds uh, with an attacking mentality. Um, I think you can break it into defence, midfield and attack uh, performances. And I think the defence have performed well. Yeah. Prior to the match against Man City, we had the best defensive record in the league. So they are functioning well as a four. You have to give the manager credit because we've played with a five for four or five years now and he's made the transition to a four very easily. We were worried about that. It was something that's new for us. So credit to the defence. I think the midfield in patches has looked bright. Neves has really stood out. Nunes looks like he's going to be a good acquisition as well. So they've, um, judging by our possession that we've had at places like Tottenham, um, and against Fulham, I think it was 60-odd percent it as well. The highest, highest possession we've ever had against Man City in five was years. It, was it yeah. 41%. 41%, and that was with unreal. 10 men for yeah. the whole of the second half. So they're keeping the ball well in midfield, so you have to say that if you judge it on that, they're performing quite well. And we're going to talk about it's the final third of the pitch, um, and my big gripe that I have is the, the lack of service coming into the box is really killing us. So if you divide the pitch into thirds, the back two thirds, I think, are doing pretty well, particularly the defence. The top third of the pitch, not happy with that side of things. Jason? I'm pretty underwhelmed, to be honest. Um, I think we went into this season, especially with the signings, with a lot more expectation. Uh, The league table doesn't lie. It doesn't 17th. And we've had quite a kind running to start with as well, I'll be honest. Um, There's no easy games in the Premier League, and obviously we've got some, some tough ones coming up. I just think there's just been, you know what? There's the for me. There's just been like Jose Sar in the tunnel. I've got to mention this against Man City. That if this, was, this was captured on BT, wasn't it? On the yeah, TV. and he's, he's saying to uh, De Bruyne, "Go easy on us today." You know, with that mentality, you've lost before, before you, you even go start, out there. Yeah. And then after 56 seconds, we're picking the 55 seconds. We're picking the ball out the net. So I think there's individual errors. Nathan Collins doing that tackle on the halfway line. To be fair to him, though, he's going for the ball. You can see he's looking yeah, at the ball. That's yeah. all he's going for. He's not trying to decapitate no. Jack Grealish. He's going for the ball, catches the player. On another day, it's it's not a red. It's unfortunate. Um, but against Man City, we're always going to get punished. Yes, possession was great. Um, but we, we, we undone that ourselves, A, in the tunnel, and B, as soon as we come out onto the pitch, you know... The game plan had gone after 55 seconds. Completely, and, you know, then, then Bruno, what, what, what does he do? Then 1-0 down against Man City. What, we've got to score two goals to win? It's not happening, is it? Especially then when we've got 10 players. Yeah. That's just one match. Yes, there has been some really exciting things to latch on to. 
One thing that I will mention is the atmosphere in Molyneux seems to be really, really flat. The atmosphere as well from, um, you know, Bruno... Listen, Nuno used to infuse me. Bruno doesn't really infuse me. Yeah, either. he's not got that... Yeah, he does seem to be like a... <laughs> A school teacher type and you, Yeah, thing, and you think, listen, when the chips are down, you want someone to come in there and just, you know, you've got to have confidence in your manager. Mm. You've got to have confidence in it. And I just, uh, look, that's just, that's just me. Um, but I have been very, very underwhelmed so far. Um, and you know me, I'm a happy clapper. I'll just give us a nine out of 10 for the transfer window. For God's sake, we didn't sign a, you know, we didn't sign a backup centre half. But yeah, it's, um, the atmosphere in Molly, yeah, that's the point I wanted to come to. It does yeah. seem really flat. <coughs> it is. We've had some fantastic times in that stadium. I think, on that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a few reasons for me. I mean, I know Dave are going on to lack of goals, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Not, yeah, I mean yeah. we're talking about it. One. And we can you know, talk let, about the player mentality. Yeah, so, which you is know, the... um, every crowd needs something to feed on to. Yes. Do you know that a striker, a centre forward, hasn't scored at Molyneux in the year 2022? Is that right? In front, in front of, of the, the South, South Bank. Bank, yeah. You know, the South true, Bank yeah. is our singing <laughs> section. A centre forward hasn't scored a goal in the whole Was year. Was it eight Norrie that scored the last goal in there's, front of the South five, Bank? Yeah. There's only been five in the whole year yeah. in front of the South Bank. Wow. There's only been I mean, five I'm goals. I'm more surprised, Manny, that you remember that step without writing it down. Mate, I haven't wrote in my head. <laughs> you know, that is horrendous. You know, in the top five leagues, so the five main leagues in Europe, there's only one side. Uh, of 100, 120 sides that has a lower conversion rate Cadiz than us. in Spain. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's yeah. it's the, you know, yes, mm. our crowd hasn't been good, yeah. and we need. But when you put it like that, man, let's be honest. Right. You, you know, but why do you, that's why the crowd's flat, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, of course. If if a, if a player scores, we haven't had a goal this season in front of the South Bank. This season, we've had none. We haven't scored in the second half of any game this season. Any game. We used to be Maybe. a second half we side. We used to never score in the And now we're half. a no half yeah. side. <laughs> Honestly, I, I actually looked at because it's, people were saying, I sit right in the corner, right next to the South Bank, and we're in the Steve Bourne. We try and make a racket, but it is hard when you've got nothing to make a racket for. You've got to have a, a two one. And, and literally, you look at the South Bank, and then I think every crowd is ready to erupt. They need something to feed on. They need a striker. They need someone going in the crowd. They need against the Man City. They were up to start with, yeah. and then you one nil down. But then, then 56, the team needs to respond. And, and you know those stats are just like there's three things that are, they are horrific. See, the second half one we used to be called obviously second half FC because yep. we'd obviously concede first and then come alive in the second half. So now we're now half FC. The thing is yeah. the second half. That, you know, <laughs> going back onto that lack of goals, the second half is the most. It's like the most important half in football because it's you've still got to, that's the if you've had a poor half or you're behind you've got a plan you go in at half time and then you come back out to think that we've had eight games including the Preston game we've had eight games and we haven't scored a single goal and to be honest I don't think we've looked like scoring a goal that's that's part of the problem for me I don't yes the the biggest it's the end result the net result. But it's the creativity as well. And I think with these players on the pitch at our disposal, and even what's on the bench to, to a degree, yes. you think, come on, we should be... But there's there's nowhere near enough coming from midfield. So, once again, if you look at the Portuguese internationals, we've got bolstering yes. the middle of that park. There's nowhere near enough goals. Nowhere near enough. Well, if you, you look at the past, like, sorry, uh, Dave, like a Lampard and a Gerrard, 
We've got nowhere even near like it, it, Mate, even in the our old days, Dave Edwards used to score ten goals. He used to come yeah. into the box and yeah. we don't header. seem to get anyone who does that. Off a corner. <laughs> well if you look at if you look at it as well, I mean Bruno Large, they got obviously moved on Nuno because we, it was stale and defensive and you know, he got us to the last season to thirteen. So they made the change, they bought Bruno Large in his record with Benfica something like 101 goals. I know it's the Portuguese league, very yeah. attacking. And he's been brought in on a mandate to play exciting, attacking football. And we saw that in the first three or four games of last season. Without, it, scoring, you know, without scoring again. And last season we scored an average of a goal a game. I think it was 38 goals we scored. This year, I think we're on an average of 0.4 goals a game. We scored three goals in seven games. Two of them have been misses from Pedence because they were both not hit well they were misses yeah, and the other one yeah. was a worldie from Neves and those are the three goals that we've scored okay we got two against Preston in the uh, in the cup but on, in the Premier League that's what we've we've scored now is it player mentality uh, what I mean you, you what's your degree in psychologist uh, sports psychologist you're ask sports Paul. psychology come on Paul what do you think I've got a missus who's got a degree in psychology <laughs> yeah. every time we have a round anyway, carry on. well <clears throat> To me, yes, that is a contributing factor. It's not the only factor, but for sure. I mean, even my daughters are saying, Dad, they're taking too many touches and that, that smacks of a lack of confidence. You're trying to do it, everything really precisely because you don't back yourself to shoot first time. Or um, So for me, there's confidence is an issue. In front it's, of the goal. Yes, and it's not just this season, is it? It goes back, as mm. as you've discussed, to last season as well, particularly the back end of last season. Um, so it's a long-term problem that seems to get worse and worse and then confidence dips and dips. So yes, that's a contributing factor. And there's this concept called learned helplessness where you feel that it's failure is inevitable in front of goal and they are suffering from that. No one lacks, no one has any conviction. No one looks like they're going to really score. Who do you back when, the, when they're around the edge of the box and they're about to shoot? Neves, maybe, against Newcastle. Which other players look like, when they're presented with a half chance, they're going to score? You can think about Neto, that early chance against Southampton. You just... Well, he had, a, he had a chance again against Manchester City, and he took <clears> that extra touch. He got closed down and pulled more, and then he, he, he skews it wide. But he hit it first time. Is he playing? You know what? He Remember that good season he had when Raul gets injured, the lockdown season? And he got five goals, five assists. So he had ten contributions, you know, and he's had none this season. He played all his games on the left-hand side. There is, there is an argument. And, he, he's, and he's always trying to cut in. Take a touch, take a touch, take a touch. And then suddenly the defender takes it yeah. off, off him. So this is a tactical Again, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's not down to Neto if he's playing on that side. That's the, the manager saying, I want yeah. you to play there. So, you know, those type of things confuse me. The three in midfield... Three in midfield used to be when you played Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and then you went to two and played the extra attacker. For me, we might as well be five at the back because Neves is going next so to Collins so to, to grab the ball. So we might as well... The whole purpose of going to four was to have an extra attacker. We haven't done that. He's kept the extra attacker just in front of and, the defence. And we can't blame this purely on that there's not a striker putting the ball in the back of the net because no. once again, we're just coming down to creativity and assists. Yeah. And So I, I'd agree, Manny. I'd agree five at the back, I think. 
Well, they, he's playing like like you're saying inverted wingers, isn't he? So that's why you got Neto, and he doesn't feel he isn't. It's not, you know, at the playing. end of the day, it's all about results. This is this game is not that complicated. It's about putting the ball in the back of the net. So whatever he's trying, not for eight matches, for thirty-eight plus eight, you know, forty-six matches, hasn't really worked. No. It hasn't worked for that amount of matches. That's a lot of matches where it hasn't worked. Well, how many was it? What's one win in fourteen in the Premier League? More than that, 16, I think. 16. Yeah. 16. Yeah. So I mean, we're going to two in twenty. That was it's nine, is it nine points in the last I mean, eight points in the we, last fourteen games? Which manager so. survives that? I'm no, not wonder. saying Bruno out. Yeah. I'm not saying Bruno stay. It's one of them where it wouldn't bother me either way. If no. he if he went tomorrow. If we I think most me. fans but if are he in stayed, that stage, it bother me. If they heard that he'd gone. They'd be like, well, yeah. okay, he's gone. Who who's next? We would straight away, there'd be no 14-day mourning period for... No. <laughs> <laughs> there wouldn't be. No. I think we can all say, it got to be stale under new now. I don't want to go too far back, but it got to be stale under new now. And that was partly because of lockdown as well. Yeah. Right? No crowd. Um, and it was losing diffi- role at that key point. Uh, of course, yeah. it was so difficult to judge him. Um, and when new, we was all disappointed for, for various reasons. We got to Europe, we did the football, you know, the way Nuno was as a person. And then with Bruno... I just think we're a bit, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. I've got to ask the question because we're going to talk about Bruno Large and where the situation is is right now. Because you know, I think whatever anyone says, because of the run of results from the end of last season to now, you say that he's he's on thin ice and the ice is starting to crack yeah. and he could drop into the uh, the cold abyss. Yes, anytime. Like my little uh, an- yeah, thing, good analogy there. That's pretty good. Yeah, but like, how much is it? Is this situation because I've got to play devil's advocate? How much is it down to Bruno? Yeah. How much is it down to bad luck with injuries? How much is it down to recruitment? Because Bruno Large is obviously his argument to the board is, well, I lost Kilman at the end of last season. I had so injuries, we ran out of steam. This season you've brought my players in, but you haven't given me time to train it. Now I've lost my strikers. Um, my central defenders now got a red card. Obviously, you can see Bruno on the on the thing going. What else is going to go wrong? It's also the same day for nineteen of the managers in that league. Exactly yeah. the same. Oh, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, how yeah, much is yeah. it? Is he got? To, is it now time? As a lot of people, <coughs> a lot of the fan base. That, I mean, there's the vocal ones and not so vocal ones yeah. that have come on, you know, on you know, and talked about it. Is now the time for Wolves to go? Do you know what? Thank you very much, Mr. Bruno Large. We don't think it's working, or do you think it's like he gets? Because I think you said on extra time you'd give him one more game. You know, I think he's like one poor defeat away. Well, the, the, the crucial thing for me is 
put all that to one side, all the bad luck, all the injuries, all the late recruitment. In life, you have to actually show something and you then buy yourself time. So we went to Bournemouth away and we played negatively. We set up negatively and then we, we suddenly came to life when it was too late. Yeah. So if you look at that Bournemouth game, you look at the Newcastle when we should have really gone for that second goal. Well, he yeah. probably made the We could have easily... There's, e- there's an easy four points there. We'd have been one point off seventh. We'd have been one point off seventh. Just those two games. And that what that does is... Still leaves Bruno in the same situation with the injuries, but it's bought him time. Yes. No one's going to now ask for his head because we're eight. And it puts it you puts know. so much more confidence throughout the squad as well. Of course it does. Because yeah. you're telling me that squad isn't beginning to become low on confidence when they're looking at the league table. All this, oh yeah, we we just go into the next match. We don't look at the table. Listen, the you know the results aren't lying at the minute, are they? It is really disappointing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it is, I think, and everyone's feeling it. When they got the win against Southampton, I mean, and let's face it, Southampton got close to an equaliser again. Yeah. Against Fulham, we should have won the game, and we nearly lost it because of the penalty yeah. I mean, Saar made the penalty save. Leeds were in the lead. We, uh, we gave it away and lost it. Tottenham were dominant. We didn't take our chances. They had the chance. They finished it off. Good. Newcastle were winning 1-0. He brings Wang on when the obvious person to bring on was Triori to push them back. I think if he makes a different substitution, there's a lot. he often makes no substitutions or very late substitutions. So people have to ask the question tactically, is he tactically naive? Did he make a genius mm. decision at the weekend to play Nevis? In the back, we lost three 0 We lost 3-0, but like, was that? I, I actually look at it and like and see both sides. The defenders that are on the bench, like what you know, yeah. you said, what did it? What message does it send to them? But Nevis had got the range of passing to get. And, and you, you see, I think one of the journalists, I think it was Steve Madeley, said, "Is Bruno Large giving a message to the board? You know, he, that he doesn't trust the bench. He needs another centre half and all that." And then you think, well, listen, if he's playing games like that against then Man City, he be yeah. With Neves, I think yes, there was there was a logic to it. You know, he's, he's listen. Neves can play anywhere realistically. He was magnificent, wasn't he? Um, my argument was, and uh, I'd like to thank the kind people of Twitter um, for the little tweet I put out about uh, Conor Cody. My point was um, <coughs> with, with Conor, I just think we've lacked a little bit of leadership. 100%. We've lacked yeah. someone vocal. We've lacked that experience, right, Collins. And Kilman are still very young lads, right? Right centre halves of our team, okay? Um, with Cody, he just brings a little bit more. Yes, I understand why Bolly went, but three million could we give him away? But I understand the the, the, the deal. To behind be fair, it. He, the first game for Forest, he looked awful. Oh yeah, but on hooked so him off, didn't they? After about but against him. against yeah. City, yeah, yeah. Cody or Bolly on the bench, one of them comes on. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, anyway, yeah, that that's yeah. my opinion. Uh, the two defenders on the bench, uh, Gomez and Mosquera. Yeah, Mosquera. Yeah. Gomez and Mosquera. Um, they, they, you know, why are they on the bench otherwise? They're on the bench because they've got to be called into action at any point and they're not. And Totti Gomez never let anyone down last I thought, season. I think Gomez is a great really well. player, but yeah. that's the time. Well, we'll see. Where you think, you know what? Go and make a name for yourself. Yeah. Go out there. And Gomez hasn't let us down yet. We haven't really seen enough of Mascara to. No. to well, he to got injured, but he was a bit John Smith when he was like getting stuck into the tackles, and then he got another one that got injured. If you look at all the injuries, Johnny two ACLs, Chikinos before the start of the season, the new guy, um, not even going to say Kalogic, injured. 
you know, Neto got injured. We've had so many ACLs. Is that a, a coincidence that we've had such a run, or, or or is there something not quite right with behind the scenes, like with the medical side of things? Yeah. It just seems that I don't know. Well, we've gone from a club which we was all we don't get injuries, do we? We went through yeah. that period where we didn't get any injuries at all of any note. Now to what you said, Johnny's ACL. Long-term injuries. Uh, Rouse, Even playing in Rouse the Europa League as well at the time. That's, that's yeah, we were what what Paul's is... just said there, that's really key. Remember, Nuno was a bit like Bruno, small squad, 14, 15 players. Yes. I'm happy. Big season, lots of matches, Europe, qualifiers, and obviously it went far in the cup as well. So all those, if are we now suffering because we had a small squad? And then a couple of seasons later, people are now breaking down, you know. So mm. there may be, you know, some, but some are quite clearly Kalajic. Everyone now turns to, everybody knew his injury record. You could yeah. see it online. You saw his injury record and you thought... I'm still reading it now. <laughs> still, it's, it's pages long. It is actually It's also available in hardback, man. Go <laughs> <laughs> sign copy, mate. Probably, you know. Yeah, it's... Uh... What do you reckon, Paul? Yeah, um, probably a bit of a regression to the mean as well because, you know, when you go for so long with so few injuries, mm. naturally things are going to even out a little bit. But there is quite a high amount of ACL injuries. Yeah. And I know they take the preparation and the science really seriously and the setup at Compton is really oh, elite. So I don't know. I mean, you, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but you could argue that based on the amount and the frequency of ACL and serious injuries, perhaps something is a little bit amiss. Yeah. You'd be asking questions, wouldn't you, of your medical department, and if you were the owners. Is it the, tra- you know, you don't know exactly how the training is, the training, how they train yeah. affects you. You do intense. Yeah, you know. that type yeah, of Chiquinho. thing. We're speculating now, by the way. Yeah, we are, yeah. Chiquinho has been confirmed that he'll be out till next pre-season. Wow. Yeah, these players aren't getting. Year. They're because not getting. It's not just an ACL. There's also other bits of his knee that need, you know. So yeah, I think you've just done the same to my chair. Like that. <laughs> Man, he's just slide tackle my chi- my table leg and injured it. <laughs> Fucking table's gonna be out for six months. Six months. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, man. Brilliant, yeah. man. He's not very mobile anyway. <laughs> Leave him with mate. the table. <laughs> Go on, Paul. I think there is an, um, you know, probably an element of luck, you know, bad luck that we're, we're getting. But these players aren't getting injured through freak. Bad tackles. Like, remember when Jeff Thomas got injured against uh, Sunderland? Oh, yes. And he got uh, completely Harry, yeah. wiped out. Completely. Terrible tackle. Yeah. These players aren't getting injured as a result of that. So that would make you think maybe it is about the preparation or stuff going on behind the scenes. But just coming back to Bruno, my big problem with him is that he can't find solutions to problems that keep... I know the word solutions haunts us a little yeah, bit. Does, yeah. But he can't find answers to um, <laughs> ongoing things that like like the lack of goals and like when we go a goal down, you think there's no chance of us getting anything from the game. Those two things are going on and on. And it's been the case, not just this season, it's been the case last season. You could reel off 10 stinking performances last season as well. Yeah. So he was coming into this season, I think, despite that good run in January last year, he was coming into the season, I don't think, with a huge amount of credit in the bank. And you use the phrase thin ice, and I think that's a good way to sum it up at the moment because he is, in my opinion, maybe even one bad result 
in the next match, say a three or four nil defeat, oh, people will be really kicking off about yeah. that. And, and we've been making excuses for him. We've been saying, oh, it wasn't his squad. It's not his team. It's his squad. It's his team. And he spent some serious money. Yeah, and, and, and I wonder, would a different manager have got more out of the crop of players that we've had and got? And for me, if an elite manager is available next week, I think we have to go out and get him because in my opinion, Bruno's not an elite manager. I don't think he's going to lead us into the top seven. And if someone like Lopetegui says to uh, Foson, come and get me, I think we go and get him. Well, there is an argument to, uh, to say that they're already having these conversations behind the scenes. Lopetegui is one. We know he's been on Wolves' radar. Mm-hmm. He was actually going to be the first. He was, he was basically time to yeah. come in, and then and Spain he, came Spain in last come. minute. So. Well, he obviously did great with uh, Severe. Uh, was he the manager when Wolves played Severe in the quarterfinal of the Europa yeah, League? Was, and, yeah. You know, they were in. in it, I mean, we lost one nil, and you know, they, they, it was so one side. We had that early penalty, which. Realm obviously missed at the time. He took them to the, to win the Europa League. They did well in the Champions League. I think they come fourth or something last year in the or third in the Spanish league. And then obviously this year he's not started well and he's been under a lot of pressure. They got a nil nil the weekend and he's he's under the similar sort of spotlight that Bruno is mm-hmm. over here. And he's kind of could be one bad result away from getting the job. Are they holding fire to see what happens with him? There's an also saying that it was Billis Boas that was apparently at the the Southampton game. Uh, Jack was talking about this on Extra Time. He knows someone that works at the, the thing and Billis, Billis Boas was actually in a box with the uh, the Fosun chairman. He did at the thing, but apparently he was at Maybe the Southampton game. It's not a good said. sign, is it? For that? I asked Jack, um, I if you, yeah, if you yeah, were yeah. on the thing, and Jack says he will not be the manager for the next for West Ham. And I'm like, because he thinks that Villas, Villa, Villas, what is I saying it right? Villa Boas, Villas Boas, yeah, yeah, is going to be the next man. He's another one, and there's a couple of others that are in the. It's definitely if we bring someone yeah. else, and he's going to be a Portuguese yeah. Listen, manager. Isn't it? Whoever they're, whoever they're bringing, it's going to be a done deal. There's not going to be a knee-jerk reaction on the manager like we've done on a striker, and like we'll mm. do on the odd player. You you can't knee-jerk managers anymore. Not at this level. Not in this league. Um, whoever is the next manager, because I can't see Bruno seeing out the season. If I'm completely honest, do you think he'll be here at Christmas? No, I don't. Well, I don't. well I don't think he'll be here before the World Cup. No, I don't, no, I don't uh, think he will. Unless. We we I mean, I'm looking at the fixtures now. I'm not going to obviously spoil it for everyone, but um, yeah, unless we're picking up points very very quickly. But saying that, they're going to have someone lined up. Hundred percent. They're not going to be like uh, let's get rid of McCarthy and faff about and then appoint Terry Connor. Well, Terry Connor is available. So <laughs> in fact, nine games till the World Cup. <clears throat> Who else? Who else better to come in with Premier League experience than Terry Connor? There you go. Mick McCarthy will pick the team. Do Away you, we go. Do, do you think he'll be here for the West Ham game, Paul? Probably more likely than not. I think he probably will be for West Ham. I'm not saying that means to necessarily want him to be that, but um, I want. I mean, we don't want to be Bruno bashing because none of us here no. want. We all Every, want. You know, him to, we all any want him to be manager a that takes over your club, you want, want him to be. You a want him to have the best. We did feel for him last year. It, a key pl- times he didn't have when Neves gets injured, when Pedence gets injured, when Raul gets injured at the end of the season. Didn't have replacements. He went out there and he wanted them, and he kept telling us that I will get those players up, and he has. He's got those players. But, you know, if you look at just our next two games, West Ham and Chelsea, we've only scored three goals. 
how far ahead of three goals will we be after West Ham and Chelsea? <laughs> it doesn't look like we'll be more than one, maybe. Honestly, that's how yeah. how, how we all feel. And um, uh, that just, that will, but that will end up with well, us being relegated. There's no other way of it going if we carry on yeah. this can, can we really feel sorry for Bruno? Listen, he's a football manager. He knows the game's a cruel mistress. Yeah. Let's look at the results. Which other manager is going to survive? Two in twenty-one, two in twenty. Well, no it is. one manager. It's only because some of it was last year. That I think. It, I think that because we had a break, that sort of saved him. Because he had a break, and this is like yeah. a fresh start. That saved him. If this was just one run, he would have gone before now. Yeah. We'd have gone before now. He wouldn't. We it, wouldn't and have and you can't now. blame it on solely a striker. Yeah. If it's going to take a striker to save his job, then what's next? Yeah. Well, Fosen aren't going to stand there and let Wolves get relegated because everything that they've got to this point all goes up in the air. They, yeah. they, they won't <laughs> mess about. They've got to convince Neves. They've got to convince Nunes. You know, the, the players they bought in, they bought these players, they convinced these, <laughs> they convinced these players case. to stay. They convinced Neves to stay, obviously. You know, the offers didn't come in and he's happy to stay. They bought in one of the world's best midfielders, everyone's saying. These players, you know, they ain't going to hang around and be in 18th and 19th. Well, scoring. Look at Ruben Neves yeah. when the window opens oh. and we're 16th, yeah. 15th. What's he going to be thinking? What is that, like? what, what, you know, you yes, there's been an, an intent to keep him with the signings we've made, but if it's not happening, you know, he ain't stopping, is he? Paul, how long did you give him Bruno? I mean, I think you said if you, on the uh, the Extra Time show, you said go now. I think you said West Ham. I, I just think West Ham, uh, because I can't see any obvious signs at the moment. We Everyone's going away. and I just, I think it will be West Ham and then it'll be very lucky if he keeps... It'll have to be a tremendous performance and a big change around there. Costa's going to have to squash good Chelsea. Yeah. What about you, Paul? It depends who else is available. I think that's the the big thing because ultimately if someone better than him is available next week they should go out and get him regardless of forthcoming fixtures but um, I mean I, I think I agree probably with what Manny said that if there's a really poor defeat against West Ham the pressure ramps up another level and we need to take some points from this from this fixture run that we have coming in in October and do you trust him to be the man to, to get those points for us I don't think so. I mean, one quick other issue that I have with him, listening to an interview with John Ruddy, is uh, John Ruddy questioned his ability to be a good man-manager, to uh, communicate effectively with the players and so on. And I think, especially in modern football now, you have to be really good at, at that. Um, and if you look at like someone like Antonio Conte, who came in at a similar stage of the season last year for Tottenham, he transformed that team um, yes have spent money this summer but prior to that it was the same players and I think he's not getting the best out of these players do you think as well the decision like in pre-season that was apparently with the game before Sporting Lisbon where Cody was basically frozen out um, has affected the dressing room as well and like I mean you know Nevers has stepped up as a captain he's not the same sort of captain he leads by example. There's lots of the rumours about Cody and what's happened behind the scenes, but for Connor Cody not to be, from suddenly being Mr. Wolves to not being happy at all, something's happened. You know, yeah. something has <laughs> happened where he hasn't felt, or because he was, 
Conor Cody's the kind of guy, he's in the England squad because he takes Gareth Southgate's job and does it for him yeah. in the dressing room. Yeah. Gareth mm-hmm. can sort of relax because he knows Cody's there, going in amongst all the players. Cody was everybody's friend, all the youngsters, Aitnuri, Neto. He kept everyone bubbling. He was around people, hugging them. And he yeah. was like that. A real motivator. He was a proper motivator. You know, and for suddenly him to fall out... That's what I see. Into the cold, literally. You know, and... That's a decision. And I think there's a way of doing things. There's a way of doing things when you have to make a decision. So Bruno wants to go back to uh, back four and he feels Cody's... There's still a way you have to do that. And is it a culture thing? Is it Bruno thinks he's done everything as he he should, but it's not really been... You know, is it something in his... You know, Bowley suddenly doesn't turn up. That would never happen under Nuno. That wouldn't happen, would it? Um, Ruddy saying those things. Ruddy was a key player in the back room saying those things about well, I him think and Ruddy, the dressing I room. I think Bruno said he wanted to keep Ruddy. It was it was the directors that decided to let him go. Yeah, what he said was uh, there's three three main people that um, could influence the decision: yeah. Sellers, uh, Bruno, and she. And he said two of those wanted him to stay. Yeah. And he was what I got from listening to the interview was that it was Sellers and Bruno that were saying stay. Yeah. And I think she pulled the plug mm. on that but Manny's right there's something I don't think quite right in terms of the culture behind the scenes within the within the club and losing a big player like Connor is not going to help that and I completely agree you don't go from being a real focal point of the club being really happy being really bubbly and the other thing you know this myth about him not being able to play in a back four yeah he literally plays in a back four and they've given him the armband now. So, yeah, you know, were we quick to judge him? Yes, we know he had lack of pace, but what, one thing Conor Cody's done is every year he's improved. From the time Nuno took over, he yeah. got better, better, better. And he's, 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 great. he's going yeah. to go to the World Cup. Bearing in mind, we signed Conor Cody. As, I mean, we're not going to make this the Conor Cody show, but we signed well, Conor Cody. Well, it's important to talk about. Imagine as, the comments if we do. As a, as, as, as a, as a midfielder. And to be fair, and I'll... Put this out there now. He was a bang average midfielder. He wasn't jumping off the page. If he'd have he lost him, okay. nobody would have batted him. He did a job. Yeah. If he'd have gone before Nuno come, yeah, he turned into an unbelievable player. Yes, there's better players out there, but it was the whole game. His whole game, his entire yeah. game, yeah. and his attitude, his exemplary. Um, and you know what? If that if that puts another twenty percent onto his performance, then you know characters like that you miss hugely. And and it wasn't just about the fact that you know it wasn't just his his, his defending I was on about it was the whole the whole package with him, and and Everton are benefiting now in my opinion I just think it was a big character to let go, in what is a big season for Bruno Large now Bruno's got to be realistic if he's got this if he's got this philosophy for this back four um, he's got to also be able to change it at some point but I don't think I think he's going to stick to his he's guns he's gone all now. in now hasn't he he's yeah, literally he gone all in yeah. from back three to back this is what he this is the thing when he's made all of these decisions like Volley yes. and Cody and yes. everything has happened and Saïs as well Yes, he's literally set, ripped up the back th- three and he's gone in with the back four and he's committed to it but, I mean there is also questions about like how comfortable are Ait Norrie and Johnny Otto Playing as those fullbacks, where they're kind of wing backs in the uh, in the back four as well. See, are they classic fullbacks? No, they're no, not. They are wing backs, mm-hmm. and the wing back system is, is suited, if you know, to, to to a back five or a back three. It is better suited to that. So for a back four, 
I just think it leaves us a little bit, um, a little bit. That's exposed, why. That's why I, I, I sort of said, like we might as well stop because you have Neves dropping so deep when those two attack. It goes back to back five really. Yeah. It, do, it really does, and and so we haven't really benefited by having that extra person. So if he wants to stick to back four, he's got to be brave enough to say to Neves and Nunes. You're both world class. You can play on that mid in that midfield. Yeah. We talked about on your story. own, and I'm going to put an extra man. I'm going to put a Pedence. And even even if Chem Campbell comes in and say, you know, you're a striker, I'm still going to stick you there because Pedence is going to be behind you, and we're going to have two wingers. We're still going to have an extra attacker. Yeah. You can't have people on the bench and then have zero confidence in actually playing, playing them. Up. That's Manny, like <laughs> might as well put you and Dave on the bench. Well, <laughs> we'd have a go, wouldn't we, mate? We'd have a go, but the thing is, like, we'd run up and down. Even in the old, let's be honest, in the back in the old, you know, times when we, I remember we went through a real crisis of strikers and we stuck Darren Roberts in. Remember? Yeah. And he went and scored after. Wearing that shirt. Listen, against Birmingham, you, you put players on. Shem Campbell, any young lad in the 18, yeah. 19, just he's going to have absolutely no fear. He's got absolutely nothing to lose. And he's a striker, he knows the role. And is he going to have a worse scoring record than any of our strikers? That and in the position there? where we've no lost reasons. all our strikers, if he still can't come on, then it's. it's but, but are they just yeah. bench warmers? Are they just yeah. literally make. Because make there was also the other statistic, especially the Leeds game, wasn't it, where. We used one substitute, did we? Yeah. And then there was clubs using. It was the lowest in the league. Yeah. On that um, week, weekend, the but, next low is just three. But but still now, he hasn't got that confidence in the bench, has he? And what's the to point me? of him being there? Well, there isn't. I, um, we want to come on quickly. I don't yeah. normally do this, but you asked to like put a thing. You wanted to talk about Diego, not Diego yeah. Jota. I probably wouldn't put this on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Why not? For fear of ending in the gas chamber. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, that but, that's all full, mate. Oh, is it, is it, yeah. I actually missed the cut on that <laughs> you one. Missed the cut, man. Uh, yeah, with, with Diogo Jota, I think that the 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 goal scoring, the um, the problems have, have stemmed from there, right? From getting rid of Diogo Jota. Now the argument was he was out of form, he wasn't doing it. You know, it was time to move on. He'd lost his hunger. Yeah, you could say exactly the same about Raúl Jiménez as well, right? You could. Um, with Jota, I think we missed. I think we lost an unbelievable player there. A really, really a player. You know, he could be a fox in the box. He could run at the defence. He could create goals. He could drag players out of positions. He, he could do everything. And that's why Liverpool, one of the best club signings in the world, signed him. Mm. They were scouting him for a long time. They knew how good he was. Yes, we got unbelievable money for him. Was it good business? It was fantastic business. And I always say this. But we have missed him massively since because we haven't replaced him. We haven't got a player anywhere near him who can play. Well, the argument is Neto. That's why they're letting go because Neto is coming up behind. But Neto's not Who would you playing. rather have, Dave? I'll put well, that to you. Well, obviously, Jota has gone on to prove himself. He's playing yeah. with that I'm not sort putting him on the spot, by the way, but I'm saying out the two. Yeah, no, no, but I, you know, the, the, there was a train of thought that Neto was going to be. Dave, it's all, about, it's all about replacements. But he's switched. We've had, we've had so sides. many. We've had. Bits and pieces of like you know, Chiquinho, he was looking so good, wasn't he? And then he gets this. Oh, so, we have had ba- he bad, was so luck. Direct. but yeah. we've also had like Kalajic with his injury record. Then we go for William Jose, remember him coming in? We've had lots of well, the thing is, that's <laughs> that's how bad it got. Bonatini's <laughs> so, still there, and he no, can't get off Bonatini. the bench. We even, we even bought Catroni back, didn't we? For a I bit, mean, yeah. listen. Catroni, yeah. come on. I mean, how many chances has that got? So Bruno Lage is still in the job. I was, you know, Catroni, how many chances was we going to give that chances, guy? Yeah. 
Because he had that great song. So what we're saying is, it was selling, song, it was selling Jota wasn't the biggest issue for me. The biggest issue is, if you've made that decision, you've got to bring in a player as equally as good as him, or better. And, and we're like, we, we bought Nunes in, and we bought Collins in. In the striking department, we haven't gone for that So, striker. a quick question to you three. Do you think Neto is the player he was after his injury? No. no. Definitely. And I don't think Raul is either. I think I don't mm. think that's a little bit psychology. I mean, you saw from the, the the clean through in the Bournemouth game when he was clean through before the injury that he finishes that. But yeah. every he snaps it. It's happening again. The mentality uh, though, isn't it? it? Yeah. I mean, you know, when he scored that goal against um, Preston, and it's only Preston we know, but it was we never win in that bloody cup. So he scores that goal, and we get a penalty. He's never ever and he scored a hat trick for Wolves. A striker at Molyneux, if you've got a chance to score a penalty, you're not going to give the okay. ball to anyone, knowing that you'll be on a hat-trick. Yeah. And he gave the ball to so Wang. It was that mentality for me is, right, what are you thinking, Raul? That mentality is too nice. Yeah. It should be selfish. <laughs> should Listen, be he should be grabbing that grabbing ball. Grabbing it no off, pushing him it. out the way. When we yeah. talk about mentality, um, Collins, when he'd done the tackle on Grealish yeah. at the weekend, apparently he waited for 25, for, minutes. For 25 minutes for Grealish oh, after. Yeah. Listen... Really carried on playing the game. He wasn't injured. Have you carried seen the video the of the Northern Ireland team? Oh, yeah, the they're, they're ripping James it. McLean has just He's ripped ripping it. I don't like James McLean. Yeah, yeah, he goes, first you start crying on the pitch after doing that tackle, yeah. and then you waited 25 minutes to apologise, and they're all laughing yeah, but at Yeah, 25 minutes waiting for Jack <laughs> yeah, Grealish. Yeah, I mean, yeah. do you know what? He's all send right, him a text yeah. if you want Yeah, it. send him a text. Yeah. He's all right. He's not in hospital. He hasn't gone to New Cross. That's right. Flipping played. Yeah. It's a game of football, man. You know, these things happen. And, and Do that, you think he did the right thing by going and waiting and saying, I'm sorry, Jack, for that conversation? Can I have your autograph? Can, do you think he did the right thing? I mean, a gentlemanly thing, fair to play. He's yeah, a nice obviously. Yeah, Are we too nice as a team? Possibly. Um, maybe it could have been resolved by an Instagram direct message or something like that. Um, Sliding because into Jack's DMs. <laughs> it's, it's not like uh, when Jimenez got injured, that head injury... And if you'd have waited around for that, that's different, I yeah, think. That was like that's like a life or death situation. Yeah, that's situation. completely different. This yeah. is a high, a high foot in someone's chest. And yeah, I think he could have resolved it with a text. But either way, it's not... Or if you had to wait 25 minutes, I wished I hadn't found out about it. Yeah. You know, that is the main yeah. thing. In, in games gone past, we didn't know. And now, they, like with Jose Sarr, the cameras are in the face... Every angle's covered. Yeah. Somebody will get a report. So the players know this. Would Roy, would Roy Keane be doing that? Mate, Roy you know Keane what? No be saying to Patrick Vieira, you see Neves, go easy on us today. You, you see Neves. Neves is our superstar player. Well, he's he's got his head bowed. He looks forward, head bowed again. Yeah. You can tell the guy's sort of focused. And really focused. And, and, and the thing is, imagine Brian Clough was our manager. OJ Sarr wouldn't play again, I don't think. Imagine Warnock. Imagine... <laughs> He wouldn't be dropped for the next game, I think. For, for, yes, for that. I get it as well. It's banter and all that. I understand Wait till that. The end I, of the I, game. Like, I like banter more than anyone. It's a Premier League game against Manchester City. If we're thinking we're not going to win that game, well, we might as well put Shem Campbell in goal. I don't believe We've got don't. to go out to in, in that game to think we're going to win that game. Oh, this comes back to the same question. Mentality. Are we, as a team... Too nice. Yes. From Diego top. Costa coming in. If he doesn't add okay minutes and stuff like that, you know when he obviously went to Chelsea. Which I don't know if he spoke to. It was one of the things. He's like, "Are you going to have my back? Because I'm going into war when I go on the pitch." Yeah. 
maybe that will be one of the positive things that will come out to that that we need Hopefully. a little bit of grit a little bit of someone bit of like that bit of that because uh, yeah, we've been saying it for a while we we are we we are too nice in some ways jose saw larking about having a bit of banter with thing he obviously didn't in his head wasn't thinking oh yeah i want you to do that maybe in his head he was trying to psych him out in some Reverse That's psychology, good psychology way. I've never Might, seen that may, type maybe. of psychology before. You but. know, Collins going and saying, to, yeah. but are we just too nice? Kevin we need to be a little bit more big. Must have thought, <laughs> he's probably laughing. He's well, he's, the, the, Kevin Bruyne's thinking we're in there. Well, exactly. That's that's the point. Are we too nice? We need to be a little bit more intimidating to the opposition. And they see and, us as... Well, we'll stop them. They're not going to score. We get one, we'll roll them out. That's the mentality, guy. Go on. You'd want to play against us, wouldn't you? Yeah. At, at the moment. Especially when you're struggling, you really need that extra edge, the rolling up the sleeves and fighting. For And I don't really see that. I think we're quite easy to play against. Do you think we see it from Neves, though? Because Neves is like... He's got four yellow cards already this season. One more yellow card and he's, and he's, 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 he's suspended. Neves maybe is in the face a bit as taking on the role as captain. I think, I think Neves, he's got the captain's role and I think he's done it really well. But, it, but is anyone it, else? The, the mentality starts from the leader. You know, the, the leader sets out the profile. Bruno. Yeah, of course it does. It's he's the that... manager and it starts with the way he talks, the way he addresses the team. And they have that fear when they're standing in that tunnel. They've got that fear that my manager my... expects this off me today. And... You know, for a player to be that relaxed and be that chatty. If we were second in the table, then we've performed. No one's going to bat an eyelid because yeah. you're going to say, well, obviously this works. This relaxed attitude is working for Wolves. Yeah. This is great. But we but know we, we're, we're, right, we're rock bottom. We're not winning. We're playing. We're not scoring. And then we still have that relaxed laid back attitude. Just to go off piece a little bit, one of my worries is when this ball keeps being played along our box and so now goalkeepers it used to be the formation used to be four four two four three three now it's one four four two one four three three yeah mm. so they're, they're counting effectively the goalkeepers now as an outfield player right um, this is what Matt Murray said to me about how the mentality of, of the goalkeepers now is, is using them in it's like sweepers <laughs> well that's the, 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 the amount of times my heart's in my mouth they when are. it goes to Saar and you think Harland was just bearing down on him time and time again. I thought it's, he's going to get caught out here, mm-hmm. and he, there will be a time this season when he, he will get caught out. Yeah. He will. So what's it's happened? You said didn't you, Paul? So what's the what's the answer, Paul? As, what, what, if, as a, you know, someone who maybe works with sports psychology, what is the answer? Because they must have psychologists. You think somewhere in that they've got the medical staff. They've probably got psych. What is the what is the the, the switch that changes that? Is it because of the demeanour of the manager that it's like this? And a different a change will actually change the switch and that's what the, the mentality of the players need. A reset. Yeah, I mean I think a lot of a lot of the players' values and behaviours emanate from the manager from, from the top. And if he's not exhibiting those, then it's hard for the rest of the players. They don't seem to have this little edge. So when a ball comes into the box, who really wants to get on the end of it? When a set piece comes is delivered and we can talk about the quality of those. It just seems to be headed out really easily. Mm. We don't seem to have that little assertive or aggressive edge that our players want to be that person to make the difference. Yeah. 
about the final before we get on to the final piece of the um at the part the final little bit which is the the fixtures coming up predictions and then the little questions you i think mentioned something about crossing didn't you that you wanted to talk about oh, i'm so tired of it this the standard of delivery when it comes into the box is so poor the people will say yeah but there's no big man in there but how many teams really play with a big man now I know we've signed one and I do question why we've signed a six foot seven striker when we don't put the ball in the box anyway. But Man City's goals, the the two crosses that were scored by Man City at the weekend, I don't see why we can't do that. They were passes into the box. They weren't high lofted crosses where you want a big striker to, no. to nod it in that's kind of is it? that's they, they kind of gone out of the game from a, you know the ground basically yeah, yeah. and they because he scored from the ground yeah this inverted winger thing means that crosses don't come in because the full backs aren't putting any in the inverted wingers are playing too much inside and they're using their wrong foot so if you think about the good goal that we did score against Southampton that was a bit like that wasn't it Nunes put a lovely pass yes. into the box and I think that that is not a feature in our game enough. And I think that's Nunes a big did factor. did the same thing against Newcastle. And Neto lifted it over the bar. So yes. oh, yeah. two of our better crosses were down, you know, on the ground to the feet of our players. So we've obviously got players who can possibly do that. And you know what? The one thing I say when you judge a manager is, would any manager out there do better with this Wolf squad? And I think wholeheartedly would say, yeah. yes, there's a raft. Yeah, you know, if you yeah, go yeah. to, say, Sheffield United when they had that really good season and Chris Wilder was lauded, at that time, I don't think any manager could They've have done better no. than Chris Completely. Wilder. So that's how I think you judge Bruno. If with the same players, regardless of the late transfers, regardless of the injuries, would they have done better against Bournemouth, Fulham, Leeds? You know, and would we now been sitting on 12 points in the top six? having not had our squad together for long, having still had these injuries, but comfortable because yeah. we've got quality players. And I think most, if not all, Wolves fans and experts and pundits would say, yes, yeah, so there's actually... Would Conte do better with us? Obviously, we're not going to get him. Obviously, yeah, we would. So if you list, list those players down, those managers down, possibly you'll go a long way down that league table before you get to a so, manager that wouldn't improve. I think that's the, probably the best way to sum it up is now we've got the level of players we've got. I think we need the level of manager. Yeah. Step up. I'm okay. sorry we're disappointing everyone and upsetting everyone. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh! No, I think it's, we're I think talking it's honestly. Yeah, and no, openly. Yeah. If nice of nice Bruno to have tuned in today, especially. <laughs> if all if us four are <laughs> sitting here talking and saying this, and yeah. we're kind of like... We're, we're happy the happy, clapping, we, happy we are clapping. the happy clapper podcast. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> exactly. If we're saying it, then crikey. Yeah, that? Happy clapper fan TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to the predictions for um, October and November. Oh. Um, we've got um, some questions the producers put down here. How many points for October and November are we going to get? Will Large keep his job? And if not, when will he get posted? The fixtures are West Ham away, Chelsea away, Forest at home, Palace away, Leicester at home, Brentford away, Brighton at home. We've got Leeds in the Cup. And then we've got last one before the uh, the World Cup, Arsenal away. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight games. Oh, it'll take us to 14, 15 games in the season. Okay. So, 15 games. After 15 games to stay up, we need to be on 20 points to stay up, I think. 
How many points we're we on, out we're on six, so we would have to get nine points from those eight games minimum, right? Just to be probably seventeenth. Yeah. <laughs> so we're looking at double figures to actually move away, and then you look at those games. Thanks, man. Right, right now, <laughs> right now, you're looking at ten plus points to to get us any further up. How many points we're getting? <sighs> Right now, with Bruno Large, with, if Bruno Large is in charge for all of those games, you know, seven or eight, I don't think, because that's the trajectory. We don't score goals, yeah. so we will pretty much, I think, be rooted into the bottom three or four after those games with Bruno Large in charge, unless he miraculously <laughs> changes the system around and we play more attacking. And Diego Costa somehow becomes like, like comes, Diego Costa of becomes reincarnation. Like yeah. yeah, he just comes a reincarnation. Paul, points. I think it depends on the first three matches. So West Ham away, Chelsea away, Forest at home. Say if we, I mean, maybe we can't see this happening, but say if we pick up two wins from those three oh, matches. Oh, Paul, yes. If we do, what's in this cup? <laughs> <laughs> we want some. I'm not saying we will. I'm saying if we, do, if we do. <laughs> Um, that could really reinvigorate the squad, oh, yeah, bring yeah. back the belief, yeah. and we could kick on. Yeah. Because going back, we were going to go to Liverpool, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. And we were confident. I was saying, I think we're going to beat Liverpool. Yeah. So things can't be, we can't have no hope yeah. at, at all. But um, if we do badly in these first three matches, then confidence will plummet even further. Uh, we're not scoring goals, so my answer will be it depends. Yeah. But if it's the current manager on the current trajectory, you can't say really that you back us to get more than eight points, a point a game, because that's what the run that we've been on, yeah. a point a game roughly. I've just broke it down. So I'm not expecting him to be the manager past the Chelsea game. So we've got West Ham and Chelsea coming up. Yeah. So I've been kind and we give us a point for the two games. Give us so a, point, point out of a, a draw against West Ham, and I think obviously Chelsea are going to beat us, right? So give us a point for the first two games. Yeah. Then we go into a kind of run, which is Forest, Palace, Leicester, and Brentford. Leicester and Forest are particularly in free fall, whereas Palace and Brentford actually aren't doing too bad. Let's give us nine points out of them three games. Let's yeah. say we're going to beat Forest, we're going to beat uh, Leicester, yeah, yeah. and then we're possibly going to be either one of Palace or Brentford. Right, so let's give us nine points there. That's ten. Forget the Leeds game uh, in the Cup, and then we've got Brighton and Arsenal. Give us another point there. Okay? So up until the World Cup, I'm sticking my neck out and saying we're going to get 11 points. But that that's... puts on 17 after 15 games. Again, would that be, would that be right? Well, the halfway point is 18, 19. 19. No, it's 19 matches because there's 20 teams. We'll still go down so... with that. That's so how far behind 38 are, points is pretty much what you need. So to just, to stay up. Yeah. A point a game is what you need to stay up, pretty much. Isn't but it? I, I, listen, I'm just saying the Forest, Palace, Leicester, and Brentford, which you could all class as winnable games, you know, you could. Um, I'm, I'm just if you, go, if, you, if you look at that West Ham game, it's massive for both clubs because West Ham are equally in. Uh, I mean, apparently they played well at the weekend yeah. and they didn't convert a bit like us. Forest and Leicester have conceded. 39 goals Forest are a team of between Australia. them this season and we, and we can't score against them too then let's well, play Leicester, volleyball Leicester like I said that we should turn Leicester, one and you into Leicester a volleyball pitch so many goals that involves in not hitting the net <laughs> we're, terrible, we're good at that terrible from set pieces Leicester 
Forest are a team so of, are of stra- yeah, a team of strangers. Literally, West Ham, they, they West Ham, literally, they West Ham. The wood for the trees. Dave, you know the next game is so important. Yeah. Trees, West forest, Ham yeah. fans are absolutely livid about their start. They haven't played well. Exactly. They're struggling. So their what? conversion rate, their goal scored. Uh, you know, so that's why for me that match for me is the key. That yeah. if we even if we only get a draw there, I think he's gone. Do you know what? At the end of that game, one set of fans is going to be hammering the manager. Hammering. Both might be. At least the manager's dugout chair will be empty. <laughs> so you'll be able to rest on that. I think, um, I, I think that you, they might give him up to Forest. But I think whatever happens with the results against West Ham and Chelsea, if, We're we, lose knife at, edge, if we? we lose to, at home to Forest, I think he'll be gone that night. Because yeah. like they can't lose I at can't home to Forest. I can't see him Forest, personally. Mate, I don't want... It's Moses that day that day. I don't want fans throwing Moses <laughs> on the pitch. Green air. Imagine that. <laughs> okay, d- will will Large keep his job? I'm think. Is it just a straight yes or no? I, I think I think Chelsea's going to be D Day. Chelsea by Chelsea. I can't see him being in charge by the time the World Cup comes round. So he's going to be gone for you as well. Large is not a long term manager for Wolves, and now he he's not even a short term manager. Let's be honest. Sadly, I think I agree. I think it's unless there's a massive. You know turn. what? The funny thing is, football is such a. You know, we go to West Ham and suddenly, you know, we won three 0 because they've had a stinker, and then we're like, ah, oh, we can make oh, Europe yeah, again. Listen, <laughs> That's well, no, but I would say give him a three-year contract. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. You know, unless there's it a is massive... game by game, isn't it? If well, he wins, we'll say okay, give him the next game. As soon as he loses, of course, we're, he is. we're we're back to square one again. Yeah. We? So, I think yeah. there's already plans of. We're fickle, aren't we? I think there's got to be. They'd be silly not to. We are. Fans, fans, fans are fickle, but I think to be honest, most of the fans have been very, very patient up until this point, yeah. and it's now because the focus has all gone off from it's goals, man. Even when you're playing badly, I mean, Leicester are playing badly, but they sco- still scored three goals. There's know, only the Gillingham that have scored fewer goals in the 92, 92 clubs, and <laughs> that's a club. that's a huge problem, and that should yeah. set big alarm bells ringing. We've got some in. questions anyway, Dave. Go on. Yeah, bottom in one is so many things. So. Final for some questions uh, from different social uh, things. We've got James Hallett. Uh, we'll go with you first for this one, Paul. What's your five-year prediction from Wolves? Well, first of all, we've got to get this season right. Yeah. Um, in On the whole, I think it would be a positive prediction because money has been invested yeah. this summer. We can't complain on, on, on that front. So it seems like... Um, Fosun want to still push for this top seven, yeah. And I'd be delighted with yeah. with that. So I would like to think over the next five years, we will be um, continually pushing for that top seven, yeah. and maybe even flirting, you know, with a Champions a League. In these five years. I'd love I'd love us to win a trophy as as will be all. But I think a big um, issue that the club need to look at is the Steve Ball stand, and I would like them to. Um, within the next five years, at least have some plans afoot to properly deal with that stand because you could argue it's not really fit for purpose right now. Yeah, that's cool. And Jason? My five-year prediction is I think we're going to move down to a ground near um, the M54, the I-54, big ground there, hotel, casino, all the works. Um, is going to be a housing development. Listen, I can't even predict the next five games, right, can I? <laughs> I, I really don't know what it's going to bring. Um, I, I just hope within the next five years that we get to see um, some European football like we did. I think we've that got to be great, honest. That was wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, I don't see us 
competing for league titles realistically so I just think if we get to championship if we get to European football within the next three or four years amazing we've had to reset ourselves haven't we I think we moved so fast after getting promoted seventh Europe you know cup semi-final which was a heartache but we still got there which seems and all those seem a million miles away now those days seem like they were decades ago you know and and literally oh, that's, that's we've stagnated and the pandemic didn't help and Nuno's final season didn't help and it hasn't improved since we you know you buy you get a new manager in to improve things and literally i think you'd probably say we're enjoying the football less than we did yeah under our previous are, manager yeah, that, so now you know you look at the five-year prediction it would be an absolute dream to get into europe yeah. Where we should have been expecting to compete for Europe every year by yeah. now. Yeah. So it's it's actually that starting again. Let's start again and let's have a dream of maybe getting into Europe and maybe the odd you know final of a of a trophy like the FA Cup or the, you know a favourable draw. You can get a long way. So we're now hoping again. So five year prediction is is hopefully we make it back within those make it back into Europe because we seem so far away again yeah. and we shouldn't be and it might change very quickly new manager comes in he sees the players we start playing front foot football we eventually you know get a striker that can score goals and, and it might change and that prediction will change but um it's the wrong time to ask a Wolves fans right yeah. now what are their five-year prediction? Well, great great question though, James. Oops, let's look at... Oops, dear, dear, dear. Let's look at the... Look let's at look at the, smashing the place. Let's let's now. You made the, him angry now, James. <laughs> let's look at the five-game prediction. Let the five game, I mean, yeah, stadium redevelopment, I think that needs to... Something needs to be happening with that agreed. That's I do... Good. I think there's going to be something happening in the corners during the... Uh, uh, actually, the, the corners of the stands with the... Uh, the, the, the what do you call it the uh, screens, screens and yeah. stuff like that I think they're, they're, they're talking about stuff like that the always wolves box in that corner. yeah and uh, I'd like to I'd like like <laughs> say to get try and get like European football but win a trophy would be nice so I'm going to yeah. I'm going to say yeah we'll win some cup even if it's like Johnson's the, uh, what's that cup we won Papa John's <laughs> Papa John's <laughs> Papa John's trophy the under 21s could win that who knows yeah. uh, David J uh, we'll start this time with Jason, thoughts on Neto? Does he need resting, game time, or switch back to his preferred side? Uh, Thoughts on Neto? By the sound of it, I think my missus has just come back from Aldi. Um, (laughs) No, you're right, darling. No, um, I I did say earlier um, that I didn't think he was the best player since he was playing his best football since he's come back from injury. I do think he doesn't look quite the player he was. I want him to get back uh, to to the performance level because I really did think. Neto is a good player with a lot of potential. Does he need resting? Listen, I think he just needs to play games. I think he needs confidence. I don't think he needs to be pulled in and pulled out and, and left out for a couple of games. So I think game time is very, very important. And yes, I do think you've got to play players in their best positions. And he is left-sided. He is awesome with that left foot of his. Um, and I think he'll create more chances and score more goals. Uh, so, yeah. I just think that he needs to get to his preferred side and keep playing football. Manny? We're limited on options if we do rest him because Chiquino being injured, Adama, you know, Easy Adama. <laughs> and so, yeah, play him on the left-hand side, play an extra forward. And if that means 
bringing Chem Campbell on because he's the only striker playing. At least he get two striker. wingers. Some tell Chem Campbell you're in the box. Pedence is behind you. Tell Nunes and Neves you're good enough. You've shown you're good enough to play as a two. And it's, for me, that means Matinho is the one rested for me because I just think we don't need three players in midfield. Especially against certain so, teams. So um, Neto is still in there. Maybe a little bit by default because we just, you know, if Chiquinho was fit, if, you know, he was flying, if Adama was flying, then more pressure would have been put on Neto because of some of his performances. Let's look at Huang. People have given Huang a lot of stick, but Neto's performances haven't been any better no. on that side. So, um he yeah, just, he has right. definitely play him on the on the left and um, keep him in there. And it, you don't want to destroy his confidence being a young player by throwing him out either. And he literally, I think, he's a goal away from, from clicking, yeah. from being back. And, and that and could set the whole team. It going. could, yeah. I just, I just think he needs to. He's still an outlet, isn't he? He's still someone who can get us up the pitch. There's very few players without Adama being on the pitch who can get us up there. So yeah, I'd, I'd still keep him. Um, but just play him in the right place. Um, that question to you as well, but also but looking on to the next question, uh, which is, a, again, from another chap called David. Is, is oh, it's all the bloody Davids, isn't it? It's not always, me. Always is a Nori a liability in the back four as well as the Neto question? question. <laughs> so quickly, Neto. Um, surprised he got selected for Portugal. Um, he hasn't been in the best of form. I do believe he's a square peg in a round hole on the right. Yeah, he was our player of the year two years ago because he was playing on the left. Because and no we played else. to his strengths, which has been <laughs> direct, quick, getting to the byline, getting crosses in. It's not working from on the right. Why are we persisting with it? Yeah. Get him on the left. And the goal he scored against Chelsea. Yeah. When we beat them. Yeah. You know, that was classic. He can, he he's, I, he's a victim of the manager's um, tactical plan that he's got for him at the moment. As for Ait Nuri, um, I... Don't know if I'd use the word liability. <laughs> uh, I think I that's that. I think that's perhaps stretching it a little bit. He does make some mistakes, yeah. but he's a young player playing um, in the most competitive league in the world, the highest level in the world. So he's got a lot of skill as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, he Very he will make some mistakes, and I think as as a young player, we have to accept that. And um, he he's certainly got a lot better since we first signed him. He's making progress. So I think it's a bit harsh to call him a liability, but he has got an error in him. And I think he's a real good asset to us in the long term. His value will increase. What I think he can do is probably still offer a little bit more in terms of numbers for assists because he's certainly skillful enough, quick enough to be contributing more on that side of things. And uh, Aitnor for you, Jason? Uh, Aitnori, yeah. I think if you've only got to look at the quality of clubs looking at him. PSG we link with him yeah right? tells you what a good player he is and, and I maintain what I said earlier is he a, a left back no he is a wing back and um, I just think he's better at going forward than he's defending yeah um, same question to you but Emily's got a question yeah uh, Nevers already has four yellow cards the latest for arguing with the ref one more card before game week 19 and he gets a one man one match ban is he doing a good job of captain with this discipline you know what record? Nevers has been on four yellow cards in a lot of seasons that he's played <laughs> he always seems it, to be one card Nevers can't change back. his game he's, no. he tackles he, and we've got to live with that we've got Martino in there he's talking got, about the arguing no, there. No, you know what he's captain yeah. and sometimes when you're captain you feel more especially when you're struggling you've got to be seen to want to 
do everything you can and if that involves being in the ref's face sometimes and yes he's got to you know maybe cut that down but he's the leader as well so there's a balance he can't we can't just say just be quiet and be in the background and don't you know he's a captain and we haven't we're lacking leaders anyway so i think with Matinho, with nunez with um bubakar Traore now we've got suddenly we've got a few options in midfield if we're only playing two so if it means he gets banned for one game i just can't see him changing the way he's playing his tackling and and i don't think it's ill discipline as such from neves i think it's just him trying to be a bit more dynamic and having crap referees in the premier league doesn't help <laughs> You know, eight Nuri, the liability side. He again, he's not. We have conceded a few goals where the ball's been played in that channel behind him. You know, and and sometimes you know, Marcel was probably more of a fullback. He was more like defensively minded. Just used to clear the ball, not get forward. And it's that balance. You know, if you've got an attacking fullback, generally they're going to leave holes at the back. You look at Trent Alexander Arnold. He gets ripped apart went defensively yeah. but yet he puts more crosses in and has more assists than any other fullback in world football yeah. so the, they use that they think well we'll we'll go with that because he creates so much and i think that's where you know, you know 10 million quid he was a great signing and he can develop into that type of player oh, yeah. which gives us more benefit and our defense even though he's made maybe mistakes hasn't actually been bad with him in yeah. it our record's been okay four goals so, against you know, him for six we've matches got, yeah, We've got to carry Positive. on, um, uh, you know, persisting with him. We haven't really got much competition either. You know, Johnny's sort of covering both positions, isn't he? Uh, with Smedo and Aitnuri, so um, yeah, we've got to persist with him. I think again, he's a young player that needs arm, and this is where the manager lacks. You know, the arm round and the talk, the con, the kind of Cody situation. The man management. You know, the man yeah. management. Someone in there with him and don't say, put it on Twitter. Don't put it on Twitter. Don't put this podcast out live. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, this is just private for us, you know. So yeah, we've got to persist with these players because we haven't really got real options to replace them with um, at this critical time. So. Paul, Nevis. You don't want to take that away from from his game. Yeah. I think he feels the responsibility of stepping up. Now he's the the leader with the armband in in the team. From memory, actually, this booking on against Man City, I think the ref did make a horrible decision. And we're not a team, we've talked about this today, who have got a discipline problem, who do yeah. get in referees' faces. So I wouldn't ask we him to... we about the niceness of yeah, generally. I wouldn't ask him to do anything differently. It's not ideal that he's already on four bookings from seven Premier League matches, but um, I wouldn't ask him to change what he's doing. And I don't think discipline for him or the team in general is an issue. Right, final question, because uh, we're running out of time. This is from Carl Whitehouse. This is to each one of you. I'm going to start with you first for this one, Jason. Who should replace Collins for the next three games? Uh, Gomez. Totti Gomez for you. N- not Neves. Back onto the heat. Back onto the Neves one very quickly. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, cool. No, no, it's okay. Neves for me is a fantastic captain. He deserves it. He's level-headed. He's everything we need in a captain. He's had some big shoes to fill with Connor Cody as well. Um, but yeah, quite right. What the other guy said, you can't take out the the the. Uh, out of his game, what, what, what's got him? In, you know, with his with his four yellows, you can't take that from him. Um, but yeah, sorry, back to the point about Collins. For me, got to be Totti Gomez. Totti Gomez. Yeah, yeah, it has to be. Um, I don't know enough about Mascara to know if he'd be any good or not. What we have seen is some evidence from Gomez to know that he can deliver at this level. And I think what he does is move Kilman to the right. 
and has uh, Gomez on the left, so your more experienced player plays on his weaker foot, if you like. But Kilman's played as a right-sided centre-back last season, so I think it's an easy decision, really, for the yeah. manager. It's Gomez in and Kilman to the right of the two. Fantastic. And yeah, G- Gomez is the obvious, you know, Mascara, we haven't really seen him in, in Premier League action. Then Gomez, whenever he came on, and I thought he was really unlucky to be dropped when Sice came back was, from the African yeah. Nations. And remember, we were playing well at the time in January, and Sice comes back straight in the side and he started struggled. making mistakes. He struggled. And yeah. he, he didn't play very well, and Gomez was left. And Bruno made and, that and, decision. And he made that decision, and Gomez was playing well. And if a player's playing well, you keep him in. So I'm confident, but I'm not confident in Bruno because I think he'll play Gomez, and then he'll say to Neves, you need to stay back to help him because we've lost Collins and that will make us negative again yeah. against West Ham and, and Chelsea. And, and, you know, that's what I can see with Bruno in charge. I just just see him saying to Neves or Martinez, you've got to drop back because we've got no Collins and well, you've got to support Totti Gomez because he's young. So literally going five at the back again. Um, so, yeah, he's the obvious replacement, but I just think the formation just won't work with Bruno in charge. Fantastic. Uh, guys, well, thank you ever so much for us uh, joining us. A couple of things uh, to finish off on. Uh, check out Jason's uh, channel, uh, uh, podcast, the Wolfwisher podcast. Lots of interviews uh, with lots of uh, Wolves players. A, a great library, a fantastic podcast to listen to. Yeah. Um, Jason, uh, any updates on any of your uh, fundraisers that you want to put? And you can get people, get you on socials. Yes, so on uh, Twitter, at Wolves Premier, if I haven't already blocked you. Um, with regards to the Wolf Whistle podcast, at Wolf Whistle Pod, and I appreciate all the great feedback on that. Um, what? Yes, we had a fundraiser the other night, and the winners... Always Wolves. Uh, we had a great, great night. Raised thirteen hundred pound for the charities, uh, which was which was amazing. And the next, uh, the next one we've got, the next fundraiser is twenty seventh of October at the Mount Hotel with arguably one of the greatest managers in Wolves history. Get him I back. give you, Mr. <laughs> Dean Saunders. Everyone, I literally can't wait for that. I, night. I can't wait for so the Dean. Nearly sold out, and I'm going to give him such a hard time and ask him loads of questions and I am going to you, give it, you seriously will like well. I did to Jamie O'Hara I, I'll give you know I, I nailed O'Hara and I'm going to do the same with Dean Saunders <laughs> fantastic Paul how can people get in touch with you any uh, final thoughts as well yeah it's at Paul Mansell 10 um, just to say about Jason's quiz last week we had a great time there and yeah, I know Jason's talking about trying to run it again next year I'd urge you to get along it's a great night and um if you if you know your stuff about wolves, then I think you know there was some there was some so some questions were so hard, weren't they? The pitch around, I don't know where you dug out some of those from, but um, it's a good social event. So look forward to being there next year. Fantastic, and Manny, yeah. um, you know you've got a crazy week coming up soon, man. <laughs> you know so, what? You know. I'm I'm not very good at calendars and setting uh, diaries. I'm absolutely rubbish, and I'll like. Set, set come here last night. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was standing out here. But honestly, I, I, an opportunity. I think when you, Jason will probably agree, when somebody asks you to do something, you just find it hard to say no. When it yeah. comes to fundraising, it is almost like an addiction as well, and it's a good addiction, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Let's yeah. be honest, because yeah. people need help out there. So, yeah, we've got a busy week. Um, obviously, walking to Chelsea. To see if Costa plays and see who's in charge. 154 miles in like two and a half days. Mate, you know what? That is, it is quite scary. It's quite frightening, and I've 
sort of gone through it and I've walked bits of the route and I'm thinking is that because you've got to walk past Villa Park no it's just you know it is actually it is it's a mental thing but then you get people a bloke who comes and goes I'm going to sponsor you one pound a mile that was on the extra time so when he he, he actually sponsored me he goes I've doubled it to two two pound a mile 126 miles oh my god that's amazing and, and Jason knows this effect I don't, that's my energy gel. That's my, yeah, that's yeah, me. Yeah. You know, when people say, do you train for this? You know, he runs marathons. Do you think he's running out every day training for it? No, the uh, energy, <laughs> but the energy, no. the energy, <laughs> the energy comes from the, 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 the support you get. Yeah. If we didn't get support, yeah, then we wouldn't do it. Because Absolutely. there'd be no one supporting What do you it? mean energy gels? You don't eat samosas <laughs> all the way there. Imagine carrying all those Super samosas. samosa power, come yeah, on, man. man. Yeah, so, you know, we're going to walk there and then obviously I'm going to be absolutely fit as a fiddle the following week. So we, we're we doing Samosa Saturday the week after and on the, the 15th game. at the Forest game, which was like, and then suddenly um, I got speaking to Jenny Wilkes, who's the chairperson of the um, Wolves women. women, you know, oh. she's an absolute legend on the radio, people know her from. And we just decided that yeah, we should do one there and we're playing, you know, them lot down the road the women are on the 12th, 12th of October and so we'll we'll be doing that one one that evening as well and we'll be really busy that week but we're going to try and do one but we're going to do that one for the foundation for their sleep out and try and help them out um, so yeah a really busy week but again without the support it is nothing it means nothing it's people like yourselves come out and help and um, uh, encourage me and, and you, you're the hands and you're the limbs man I just uh, it's most a Saturday a lot of organisation but on the day I just actually do literally stand back and watch in amazement at everybody um, you know doing what you're they gonna do you're going to need a holiday after that man yeah, how man. can people find you on socials socials yeah at Pedal Sing um, if um, anyone's stuck to find me just um, at Gary Gammon and he'll direct you <laughs> He'll direct you to where oh I am. God. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we, the these guys know. These red. guys know. This some of the people on, on social media, they are horrific. They are, but I think we've learnt over the years. Yeah. It, it did, you know, it affected. I think most of us, but we we learnt to how well, to deal with it. My skin's really thick to it now, and you know yeah. what? They can give me all they want because I just find it so funny. It's all faceless accounts who would never yeah. ever say to us. So It's their own insecurities that they show off. Massively. Big time. Um, anyway, talking about socials, you can find me, Dazzling Dave, on Instagram and Twitter and all that. And uh, the Always Wolves, uh, you can find, again, on Always Wolves. But I just want to say one thing before thing. Uh, yesterday, uh, we were announced that the podcast is uh, made the final of the uh, this year's football content awards we're up against the big six and a couple of others i think there's eight podcasts that have made uh best premier league fan podcast of the year so i will leave a link it's everybody <laughs> you guys and supports and stuff like that but like so it's like you know it's for all of us and it's for every Wolves fan it'd be amazing because it's always like the Arsenals or the Cities or the Uniteds or the Liverpools that win they make so it get, a public vote don't they and, and they've got but it's the only trophy Wolves are going to win your, in the next yeah, five years yeah <laughs> Put, get yourself on the website on the socials and vote for us and who knows maybe Wolves can uh, we can bring it home for Wolves if you if you feel that you enjoy all this stuff 
and uh, listen thank you again to you guys it's brilliant when we can do these in person now the pandemic's over it's been allowance thanks jason for hosting us tonight no problem and uh, the 50p in the meet is going to go in a minute <laughs> so we're going to hurry up uh, for myself paul jason and manny i hope you've enjoyed it and until the next one always walks It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.